Welcome to How to Be a Humane Leader Without Losing Your Job. In this podcast, we dive into compassionate leadership in today's fast-paced business environment. With our experience and insights, we'll help you lead with heart while securing your career. Join us for engaging conversations and practical advice to elevate your leadership skills and make a real difference. I'm your host, Chris Holerking, a Fortune 100 IT leader, alongside Roberto Torres, a seasoned startup engineering leader. Today, we will discuss how to be a humane leader in setting stretch goals that motivate and promote growth, but are not unrealistic and demotivating. Hey, Roberto, how you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too, uh, Chris. I'm, I'm doing really great, man. You, Very good. I've been, been great. It was good to have the holidays, have a little time off, recharge our batteries, and now we'll have to set some stretch goals for our channel. As we have to do. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I came from a culture that had, um, I think, had some stretch goals that initially started off well, but they really started to turn into actually demotivators. Um, in that, for some reason, they, they got on this path of just setting them completely unrealistic stretch goals that didn't have didn't give you the resources that you were going to need you know just would be impossible to achieve so it was almost setting you up for failure for average performance and i know myself as a leader and and many of my peers often felt that these were kind of demotivating to people um have you ever worked at any companies that use stretch goals and use them well or use them poorly uh maybe not for um you know for the planning for the next year but i've been working or i have worked in companies uh, companies where uh, these stretch goals happen maybe in the in the first age you know maybe at the end of the second quarter when the, the results haven't been uh, achieved yet and we had to do something because we said something to the board to the VCs and we have it got it yes I think it's something pretty common I think it acts on desperation rather than rationalization of the objectives is something like I'll crunch the numbers in an Excel spreadsheet and this is what I want to have so I could have maybe my either my job or I could have the bonus promised to me. So usually I think our numbers that to be uh, this project to be transferred maybe as a moonshot, you know, something so big, so impossible that has to be done and I will let others to do it. And maybe I think it is. Yeah, yeah. And I think if if it can be achieved right it, it's a moonshot you know and if we use the the kennedy speech you know going to the moon not because it's easy but because it's hard and you strive for those things when their stretch goals are set in that context it motivates people to come together as a team and focus on what that stretch goal is and really push to achieve it i think where some companies and what i've observed where it goes wrong is it becomes the normal and now your normal goals become stretch goals. And then on top of those stretch goals, there's stretch goals that are even more impossible. You will sell 1 billion 
yeah, but we've only sold, you know, 1 million. So how are we going to sell 1 billion? That it just is not possible. And when you set something too far out of reach, employees just give up. Well, that's just crazy. So now they don't even participate or, you know, won't come up or, or, or dream of something that still could improve performance 25%, something really strong, but you've now demotivated them by being literally kind of crazy with your goals. I always felt that the best way to, to do stretch goals was first you'd set your, your, your base kind of base set of goals. This is the things that you need to achieve. And if you achieve all of these, you've done a good job. An average performance that'll get you a pay raise and a bonus payout that is in the typical or normal range. And then your stretch goals are, okay, we'll set a few stretch goals that are 10, 15, 20% better performance that are hard and maybe not so likely that you'll do it, but not crazy moonshot level uh, creativity. And then if you want one or two super stretch goals like you're talking about that are just way out to the moon and, and they realize that they'll still get a good pay raise and if they hit those other stretch goals, they'll get a really good bonus. That's okay. That's motivating. I think what I had experienced and what I saw is somehow they lost track of that methodology and everything became the stretch goal where you were almost doomed to average or below average performance because the the stretch goals were based on things uh, unrelated to reality. You know, we would need a, a much bigger team and we're not going to get the budget for more people or we would need many more servers to be able to compute that much or handle that big of a workload and we don't have the budget and so there were there would be constraints that would make the stretch goals completely impossible and when something especially for computer people who are usually pretty fact based you know they're they're science based they think methodically when you do stretch goals and they they literally become like scientifically impossible it just really starts to set those people back on their heels and they're, you know, you know what, there's no point in this and can be very, you know, demotivating. I think as, as humane leaders, you want your people to achieve an average amount of goals. So the average performer feels good. They accomplished things. You set a set of goals that are hard, but worthy of the position and they accomplish those goals and they earn their pay. They did a good job. And then there's these other goals incrementally higher and higher and higher that for those that are excelling on the team and do way better, they can strive and they can do way better and they'll get compensated for that. It's just really, if, if stretch goals get literally crazy, you know, engineering wise, they're impossible. Um, it actually demotivates the employee and, and they may not even achieve some of the basic average goals because they just throw up their hands in frustration. You know, my boss doesn't understand my job well enough, clearly doesn't understand what I'm doing. He's setting these crazy goals. He wants me to fail. And that can start a downward slope of, of performance challenges that you wouldn't have had otherwise. I, 
totally agree with you. First of all, we have we are required to have foundation goals, you know, for for the team to to succeed in this. But I, I had to add something that uh, maybe you didn't speak speak up is the stretch goes always goes along with other departments. Are these departments prepared to be uh, to have these foundational goals and then from there add different layers in order to try to succeed? Is the morale between the departments the same in order to achieve this? I think it's a pretty uh, big and complex problem because it it does it doesn't only goes to our team to our as uh, to us as human leaders it goes to many different people which might not be human leaders which might be you know I will I will whip it because you had to do it because if we're going to do this maybe some other people might be uh, the um, the point of risk of uh, uh, or uh, a given situation or, or maybe like that. I think uh, the stretch goals is something that will affect, yes, mentally, maybe, no, excuse me, it will demotivate people uh, by only thinking about it, you know, it will get in a, into anxiety or depression. Oh my God, last year we did it through it was really bad, you know, it will be a kind of uh, a mix between emotions and sentiments. Exactly. The thing is, I think is, uh, first of all, I think it, you should split it in two. The first one is we as human leaders, we had to communicate with our team and say, okay, we have these stretch goals. We, we have these foundation goals and let's set up OKRs, okay? This OTRs, maybe it will be related to our team and others will be related to another department. So I, as a human leader, will go to the other leader and I say it to be either human leader, it to be not human leader, but we communicate and maybe it will go to a compromise between the two teams and then maybe we could set up something as a team. I know it's pretty uh, difficult to do that in a well-known company as, as well that you have worked for, but it's different in a startup, which where uh, there are lesser uh, number of departments and it should be achievable. And for that, let me give you uh, this uh, example. You mentioned Kennedy, but I will mention Apollo 11, you know, taking a shuttlecraft to the moon with three people in there and getting into the moon, set it up uh, a foot, okay, and taking those people back to Earth. That was a moonshot project. That was a stretch goal and people achieved it because it was not only human, you know, the team, it was everything. That technology, that providers, that processes, understanding of all the risks, mitigating them, and, uh, <coughs> me, and uh, being aware of the situation and being prepared for everything that could run and good. And, you know, 
state had uh, the shuttlecraft there and bring it back here. And it's history today of a stretch goal or a moonshot project being done correctly. And and the think and I've watched several different movies and documentaries on it. And when you think about it, the science and kind of getting back to the you know because we're both in the computer area, the the computer or the scientist scientific kinds of things for setting goals like that. It was a moonshot goal, but there were no technical barriers that they knew of that couldn't be achieved. Yes, it was difficult. Yeah, it had not been solved before. But there were no scientific properties that said, you know what, there's no way for us to defeat gravity to get off the moon. There's no way for us to make a pressurized capsule to hold oxygen. They knew it was possible. They just had never done it before. So there are there are goals you can set that, hey, we we don't know of any constraints that just make this impossible. And I think those stretch goals, as long as you're supplying the resources, think about they got the extra manpower that they needed. They got the extra computational resources they needed. They got the budget that they needed. So, you know, if you're going to set these stretch goals for people that are really going to push beyond average performance, right? Because you're really trying to push them and, and they'll get rewarded for their significantly above average performance you still got to make it achievable in some way. What are those barriers? The humane leader needs to help the, the team rationalize through those you know, barriers to success. Okay, uh, there are budget constraints in the business. Okay, all right. But are there some things that we can do to stretch our budget? Because we know we're not going to get an extra $10,000, $100,000, $10 million, whatever the budget is for the the stretch goal, you know, we're not going to get extra money, but are there things that we can do that make those dollars go harder? Think, thinking in other ways to spend those budget dollars that get us farther. So again, as long as you're collaborating with your team, helping them achieve the stretch goals, and they're not just ridiculous goals set to keep them down, right? Because if your top senior most leader says, look, I don't want to pay any super performance bonuses. So make the stretch goals unbelievable so I don't have to pay any more bonus budget. That's an inhumane leader, right? So think about that. Think about you're literally setting your company up to demotivate people by, you know what, I don't, I don't want to pay out too much bonus. So let's set goals that are just completely unachievable, and that way we won't have to pay bonuses. I mean, and when you get when you think in the reverse of that, how to be a humane leader is how do I try and achieve and get people to to complete stretch goals that are still a stretch worthy of the performance bonus right worthy of that but not so crazy that the employees don't even bother to work on their regular goals because they feel so demotivated <laughs> yes and i think that stretch goals to be created by humane leaders when you say Okay, we have these stretch goals and we have these bonuses. We have these, you know, like, like, like the charity in front of you, you know, for you to, to be motivated. That, that humane leader might be willing to listen to certain aspects that he or she didn't think about it or didn't uh, 
thought about creating this project, but it will be the opposite with a with a leader who puts numbers before people. So that will be really difficult. And you know, it's going to be this like triangle in, in layers in which some people will be affected by the stretch goals and some people won't. And those decision leaders has to change because the stretch goals to be uh, achievable, to be accomplished if you gather all the people, all the departments and say, okay, we have this. The board has maybe gone crazy with this, but we could maybe reach like a threshold, you know, instead of 100, if we reach a 70%, 70% of this is going to make the, the board happy. What can we do about it? So communication is essential. Also, a risk management metrics. Uh, be prepared about it. What's going to happen? What's not going to happen? As you mentioned, of all the documentaries you you have seen of, of Apollo 11. So I think it's uh, many things that has to be done, but most important, as humane leaders, we have to communicate with our team. We have to let them know that we are for them and uh, we can talk what's going to to be done, not, not, excuse me, not to be done. What has to be created for uh, to get done this? So we gather all the team and say, okay, we have this. How are we going to achieve it? And maybe someone will have a uh, an amazing idea. Someone will have a bad idea. But if ideas flow and we get into actionables and we set up who's going to do that and we add dynamically, maybe it's achievable. And and the humane leader, to your point, participates, whether that's helping coordinate with other departments that have to participate to make the goal achievable. You know, you mentioned that before. The humane leader doesn't just sit back and watch uh, stretch goals happen. Stretch goals, more than regular goals, in my opinion, take the humane leader's participation. Because the regular goals for the employees, that's their regular job. And they, in general, can achieve most of those things without extra help from the humane leader. Stretch goals, that's where the humane leader may need to, to do some work to maybe get some additional resources to make the stretch goal possible. Or participate in brainstorming, like you said, and, and helping set them up for success. Stretch goals should be things that help motivate employees, not demotivate employees if you do them wrong. Yeah, yeah. and I have uh, a question. <coughs> Excuse me. If you have a team in which you have participants in passing these stretch goals and you know that your team, as soon as they hear stretch goals, will go like this, oh my God, again, what do you do to turn that demotivation into motivation on maybe something higher. Well, you know, we've talked about being a humane leader and communicating with our employees. And one of the things I think you really have to have and build honesty with your employees and your team. So be honest. If they feel or you know from conversations with some of the employees that you know better, that they always felt that the stretch goals were ridiculous and unachievable and and only used 
to keep from paying out the maximum on the bonuses, be honest with them. Say, you know, I felt the same thing. I felt that some of these were just crazy and were used inappropriately, and I'm sorry that that happened, but I didn't have any control over that. But then go back to something you had actually said before is collaborate with them. What are the things that are within our control that we can do to try and achieve it? And, and maybe you can't achieve 100% of the stretch goal, but if you can get partial credit, you as the humane leader can then start to have discussions with your leadership above you. Look, we achieved 25%, 50%, 75% of the stretch goal. These employees deserve to be rewarded for that. So I would be working with the employees to acknowledge past mistakes, whether they were your own, whether they were previous management's mistakes, but be honest with your team. But be honest with them also in that senior leadership above you isn't going to change the stretch goal. They've set them. So what can we do to achieve them? And if we cannot achieve them in their entirety, what can we do to achieve them partially and participate with them? brainstorm, help them along, coach them along. Don't set them and forget them. You know, you need to set them and participate. And and you had mentioned, you know, there's various, depending on what type of team it is, different types of tools that you can use around risk management or managing resources and so on. Reaching out to other departments, like you mentioned also, you know, to try and share resources to achieve the goal. There are things you can do as the humane leader, but I believe honesty is always the best policy. So be honest. If if this stretch goal is crazy, don't act like it's not. Be honest with your employees. Tell them you think it's pretty crazy too, but you can tell them honestly, it's not going to change. So what do we do? What can we do? What parts of this can we achieve? We may not make it to the moon and back alive. Okay, well, maybe we can send probes that will act like a human and get the information, and we don't need to fly the you know, space capsule all the way back to Earth then. We can send the instruments and do it, and we achieve a lot of the goal by getting the instrumentation there, getting the information, getting it all collected, but we didn't have to send people. So there are things that you can brainstorm, I think, with your team to achieve partial success. And hopefully your senior leadership recognizes that that was still pretty creative and pretty useful to the company. How about yeah. you? you? You have similar things in smaller companies? Oh, yes, yes. And uh, let me tell you something. If it would, uh, usually for big projects, I do a post-mortem in which the whole team we speak or spoke about everything that went well and went bad. With that in mind, we put on something maybe in a document. And I think that either if you created or not the postmortem, you had to go to with your team and say, okay, for the people who have worked in stretch goals before, or for the new ones, we have this one. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about everything that went well and bad. If we created a postmortem uh, document, okay, let's read it. Let's uh, let's be in the shoes of the people who were at back at that time. But most important, okay, let's try to um, maybe not deviate from the process, but create the foundations for this one, okay, and 
after we begin communication and we uh, yeah why we usually do is okay set the goals that might not be achievable unless we work with another department and this department has to either give their input or their output and it's uh, it begins a negotiation uh, layer between the, the main leader with other leaders so we could work it as a team because usually you know it's my team i will do what is needed from me not from other people but when you convince them when you talk about how this is important maybe we grow as a team with another department and go higher so yes i have worked uh, before with uh, with this kind of situations people who has used to work before in this kind of uh, projects usually get demotivated but for that if you talk about it you won't maybe you won't change it well you will ease down everything so that's why i usually do yep i would agree with that yes sir but great um maybe with this uh would you do the wrap up then certainly well thank you for joining us on another episode of how to be a humane leader without losing your job we hope our insights help you become a smarter and more strategic leader apply today's lessons to see the positive impact on your team and career catch all our episodes in the most popular streaming apps and also on youtube join us in the future when we're going to be discussing something trendy in the leadership world See you later, Roberto. Bye, Chris.